Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 62. Uh, we have the three of us all here. Um, hmm. Yeah, Chase Yay. is back. Welcome back, I guess. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be back. Actually, no, mm -hmm. I wish I was still in Japan. <laughs> That's fair. We're happy to have you back, though. Fuck, fuck being back here. You guys can handle yourselves for another episode or two, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you guys are probably going to have to handle next week without me, so... Wild. I'm not sure that. if we are not sure if we're up to it. We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't right. know. We might have a, an interesting in-person podcast coming up too. That's a, oh, that is a true. Teaser. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, at any rate, Chase, what do you got in hand? Uh, that well, isn't tonight, your dick. Well, obviously, that's always in my hand. So, in my other hand, I have a Superflux <laughs> Feather Green IPA. Uh, which is a super flux that I haven't had before. Can you hold the can? The can is cool. Yeah, it's like a white can with a bunch of like abstract colors. Oh, it's kind of like a peacock. Color blobs almost. on it. Yeah, it's kind it's of like a snowboard. <laughs> it's like an abstract peacock on it. Yeah. Um, or some kind of bird, maybe an abstract turkey. Uh, it's useless to try to describe it <laughs> over an audio podcast, but um, yeah, the IPA is pretty good. Kind of standard IPA. Um. Just had to give it another taste, but yeah, pretty hoppy, kind of sweet, not overly citrusy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's another solid beer yeah, pretty from good. Superflux. Yeah, no, another solid beer I hadn't tried before. I just saw it at the liquor store. Um, now I know you guys were probably hoping that I'd have some cool beer from Japan, but no, I can get those here too. Um, <laughs> yeah. although when we got there, uh, a couple of interesting things. One thing is that apparently in Japan they have the proper drinking while driving laws, which is that the driver can have zero alcohol in their system whatsoever. But anyone else in the car can go fucking ham. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, like, there's no open container law. Right? That is so the way to do it. All the passengers can be drinking, which is like, it makes fucking sense. But then because of that also, like, there's no, like, 0.08 limit. Like, the limit is 0. 0.00. Hmm. You cannot really? have any alcohol in your system. As a driver, I think that's I think that's a fair trade off. Well, I, here's the thing. I'm not sure if it is totally a fair trade off, and here's why. Like, I support lowering the limit a bit. I haven't done research on you know what how drunk you are at point oh eight, and if maybe that's a little too high. But the thing is, you know, if you if you have you know three drinks at a lunch barbecue on a Saturday, and then you know you drive someone at like seven p.m. Like at that point, your BAC isn't going to be zero, but it's going to be well under, you know, the safe limit. So like that, at that point, it's, uh, you know, it seems like it'd suck if you got busted for that. Cause like, well, that's you, what I'm saying. I, I didn't exactly read the laws in Japan, so it's like yeah. unconfirmed that it was mm. point oh, oh, okay, okay. This is just what was relayed to me. Yeah. Well, but like, that's what I was saying. It was, it's a trade-off. Right, because yeah, everybody else can be drinking in the car, but obviously, like, yeah, you can't go out to dinner, have a glass of wine, and drive home. Right, right, like, but that's but, why, like, but that's why I stated it as a trade-off. Well, my my point is that, like, that as a trade-off, I actually really like because I think one of the, I think a lot of the times people do drink and drive, it's because they think they've had less alcohol than they actually have. Like they're like, oh yeah, I'm good, I'm not in impaired. So if someone's thinking about Oh, you know, if I've just had any significant amount of drinks, even if it's just one, I can't drive. Like that's good. But the thing is, if it's if it's so low 
that you having had a drink or two hours before is going to come up as like 0.01 and then you're going to get busted. That's where I'm saying that would really suck to have to be like, you know, if, if you really wanted to drive someone, then you had to like do calculations and figure out how safe you were in terms of doing that. That That's the part of the trade-off that I'm less good with. True. I guess, yeah, maybe like a lowered limit plus the being able to right. drink in the car yeah, if yeah. you're not the driver. That would yeah. probably be the ideal. But anyway, it was nice because as soon as we got picked up in the van from the airport, our first stop was 7-Eleven where we got some like onigiri and like a bunch of canned sake. Ooh. And they had like these little like cans of sake that were delicious. And Oh, you didn't I, like sake. I really don't. But it was better in... in japan i guess it was better sake <laughs> but i still didn't like it it wasn't my main drink my main drink of choice was a uh was a highball that they just call they're just highballs but it's like centauri whiskey and soda hmm. oh that's cool uh, and they come in like tall boy like big tall boy cans and so i was just pounding those all week it was pretty good just whiskey soda that's yep. that's interesting because i had no idea what a highball cocktail was that at my at my uh, catering job, we have highball glasses, they're called, which I'm sure, you know, are were first popularized by that cocktail, but I'd never heard of what the cocktail well, was. I, well, a highball, a highball and... in our terminology is just any soda and uh, and liquor. It's anything that oh. comes off the rail and anything that comes out of the soda gun is a highball. That's weird. That's I wonder if that is a... Like, so a, like a rum and coke difference. is a is a highball. Yeah, because like um, I so worked at a bar where we served a lot of those, but I never heard them referred to as highballs. So mm. I don't know if it's just not. It's just like the categories yeah. that all of those are. Um, they're all called highball drinks, and they're like, traditionally served in the highball glass, which is like a thin, tall glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. So you had Super Fox. I don't know if I've had that one. The can looks like vaguely familiar, but I can't say I have for sure. Could be new. I don't know. Yeah. Hunter, what are you drinking? Um, I'm back to my local within walking distance brewery that I'm growing very fond of, uh, Nepenthe Brewing Co. This is the uh, Werewolf Death Grip, which is an American Kolsch. Now, uh, I had no idea what that was until I bought it, but basically a Kolsch is a German beer it's basically trying to provide the similar light, refreshing taste of a Pilsner, but as a ale instead. Um, and it has very, in Germany, it has incredibly strict definitions uh, as to what you can call a Kolsch. Kind of similar to, I guess, like bourbon, which always has to come from Kentucky here. Like it has to be in uh, within 31, it has to be made within 31 miles of the city of Cologne or Köln, as it's called by the Germans. Um and the American version is, you know, doesn't have any of those restrictions because it's not being sold in Germany, but kind of goes for a similar thing, which is a pale, highly attenuated, hoppy and bright, uh, meaning not like cloudy uh, beer. So it's like a not at all hazy, like very hop forward, but very nice, like not biting, more like bright hops. It's just overall very refreshing and a little citrusy. Personally, I'm not a big fan of Kolsch's. Yeah, I was going to say. They're kind of like, I guess, I I hadn't heard that description before, but uh, Mm -hmm. given that description, I'd say they toe the line a little bit too much for me, where I either want, like, a Pilsner, like, something super light and, like, poundable, or, like, a a nice, like, hoppy IPA. It's definitely in between, yeah. 
that's like trying to be light and stuff, but you still taste the hops and the ale flavors. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of Kolsch's either. Um, you haven't yeah, had this one though. Maybe this. Yeah, is the can the can was cool. At least that it's got that going for it. Yeah, Nepenthe has some extremely <laughs> uh, cool cans. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, I gotta say this is. I mean, not entirely a non sequitur, but like. I don't like how all the breweries now just have stickers that go on these blank cans. It's They're like cheaper. Yo, it's way cheaper. Or the like, um, the little like plasticky sleeve that they put over the blank can. I think that that's worse than the sticker. Um, yeah, 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 I would definitely agree. But like in general, like I am, I'm like I'd rather you actually have colors on the can. I think I like that more. Instead of it just being a fucking sticker or like the sleeve or whatever. Yeah, I think but the real for smaller is, breweries, yeah. it's way easier, especially if they're changing like their beers a lot. They're having limited runs, mm-hmm. right? It's just way more cost effective to like bulk buy like silver aluminum cans and can everything in that and then sticker them according to what. Like you can just print a batch of stickers for the, you know, thousand beers that you're going to produce for a limited run or something. Oh, yeah. yeah like I, I totally understand why they do it. So the question I just think is, it's not as cool. Would you be willing to pay, I don't know, call it 50 cents more per beer well, I think, to have a, I think a fancy 50 cents beer. is a bit egregious. It's something more like five. Well, here, here's the thing, Cast. You have to keep in mind that a lot of these smaller breweries, you know, the cost wouldn't be distributed as well. Like, you know, if if Budweiser was switching from stickers to a nice can, you know, that's that cost wouldn't be that much. But for a small brewery, yeah. I, I think it could be significant, the cost increase per can. I Yeah, I I don't know what the cost increase would be. I'd say if the cost increase is less than a quarter. Yeah. Then you'd be, then you, say that's be down. a good trade off for you then. Yeah. If it's over a quarter, then like I'd definitely be less down. I, I don't like the, like the, the stickers that they put on are okay. I don't like the feel of the plastic sleeve that they put on. Yeah. That's like I, I don't like saying those are bad. Yeah. Those are bad. Like I, I don't like the way that the can feels in my hand. Um, also, without the stickers, you can't do the fun thing where you peel all the stickers off and stick them on shit. Well, okay, I was gonna say the real reason why I was thinking about this is when yeah. we made our when we made our cat house um, that I did with my dad. We saved all our cans for an entire summer, cut the tops and bottoms off, and flattened all the cans out uh, to make shingles. Um, and so the cat house roof has a collection that that shows the distribution of what beers my dad and I drank. Over the course of the summer, that's which is really kind of cool. But yeah. the only way you can do that is if the cans are actually have it. I don't know if it's painted or sprayed. I, I don't know what medium it is, but the cans have the actual designs on the can itself, which is unachievable with both the stickers and the plastic sleeve. So obviously, there are a couple of them that we had to, like a couple cans that we just had to like recycle because they didn't meet our qualifications. But, yeah, I don't know. It's somewhat of a non-sequitur, but I just prefer the actual thing to be on the can. And the thing that I'm currently noticing with the beer I'm holding right now is they didn't do the best job of putting the sticker on. So there's Uh some air bubbles going around here. Hey, uh, much like Paul Blart Mall Cop, nice segue. (laughs) 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 Man. That was. I can't tell if that was bad or good. 
<laughs> I'm leaning towards bad, but oh, can I say <laughs> since, since the segue has been interrupted anyway, can I just say add one more thing yeah. about my beer? Uh, I was <laughs> I was mentioning Cologne slash Colm, and I forgot to mention that one of the things that makes that especially cool is that I've actually been there. Um, I, I went on a cruise of the Rhine mm. River a couple of years ago, and we toured Colm and got to do this really neat tour in like this big cathedral that's there, where you basically get to go like all up in it and like up to the top of like one of its towers and like have this view from like hundreds of feet up in the air of the whole city. So yeah, I, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for Colm. So to have its signature beer Americanized is pretty cool. Oh, interestingly cool. enough, when I was in um, Dresden, I, I did the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. one super tall, either clock or bell tower that we went up and you get to like look over the entire city. Um, and it's really interesting because it's right down the middle of like where the fire bombings were. Oh, okay, yeah. You can look out and half the city is built, looks really nice, and you 180 and look down the other side and it's just complete ruins. Still? Like they never rebuilt it? Well, I mean, like it's still in shambles. Like now, keep in mind, I was there in in 2015. So I am surprised that there's a part of Germany that they didn't rebuild from the fire bombing. That's crazy. You didn't get to go underground to the uh, fifth slaughterhouse or? No, no, I did not. What's that a reference that to? Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, Kurvonnegut. Oh. Kurvonnegut. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. At any rate, I'm drinking a Spectrum Cryo Hazy IPA uh, by Fieldhouse Brewing, and well, I was sponsored say by they're... Cryo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, did, did you have another Cryo beer on this podcast? Was it the same one or was it a different one? No, different one. Okay. These are okay. Today I have four new Fieldhouse Brewing beers because I was looking at the the single cans in the liquor store and they had four Fieldhouse Brewing beers I hadn't had before. Um, so I got all four of them. And I was gonna say Fieldhouse is very quickly rising up the ranks to be one of my favorite breweries. Um, I feel like you've said that in the yeah, past. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not at all yeah, surprising I mean, considering how many Fieldhouse beers you've had on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, like, okay, because now, I suppose the statement of Superfox being my favorite Vancouver brewery is still true because um, Fieldhouse is based out in Abbotsford. Mm. But if you took the whole greater Vancouver area I would now, I like. I feel like I'd have to put Fieldhouse over above Superflux at this point. Damn. And I think next stop the brewery. Eh? Yeah, I, I think I've uh, been to the brewery. So I don't know if I've ever. I mean, I've driven through Abbotsford. I don't know if I've ever been to Abbotsford. Does anyone ever actually go to Abbotsford? <laughs> I don't know. Does it even There's... exist? Is it a figment <laughs> of our imagination? I think there was a sculpt task in Abbotsford one year. Mm. Um. I wouldn't have to hope that year instead, though. Yeah, but no one did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So their description of this is like a modern IPA, if there ever was one, um, which I think is, yeah, I, I, I see where they're coming from because like, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe what the cryo refers to is uh, when they cryogenically treat hops prior to adding it into the beer. And it says this one is, yeah, but like, I think they like flash freeze them. 
I, I, I don't know. All right. At any rate, this is double dry hopped um, with experimental um, 630 hops and mosaic hops. Um, and apparently it's like, apparently like the, the hops are like super concentrated when they put them in. Uh, and then they have liquid citra spectrum hops, like concentrated liquid, mm. instead of the literal hop in here, with a touch of talus hops uh, for a big tropical citrus punch as an IPA. So I, I see what they're going for is like they're using a bunch of like modern technology to get all the different styles of like hops into this beer. Mm. I mean, seems cool. Seems kind of like, I don't know, does it taste good? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, seems like like a lot of times when people try to do shit like that, it just ends up being like, yeah, guess that was cool, but it didn't really taste as good. No, you can, you can really taste the hops in this. Well, I guess if you're having concentrated, like, hop extract that's yeah one way to get that like you can like you can really yeah. pick out the hops flavor in this and it's not it's not like because i feel like you know and i'm given how hoppy this is i'm a little bit scared for the uh the deepa in my fridge also by these guys um because there's there's a lot of hops flavor in this but it's not sharp and punch you in the face it's just you can really taste the flavor but it still doesn't hit you like a truck the That's way nice. that like, like if you, if you were to, I guess, using normal brewing methods, have this much hop flavor in there, it, it like, you know, it'd be the classic punch you in the face with hops style of IPA, but it's not quite that. Um, like it still has that smoothness that a hazy has while really accentuating like the hops flavors in it. Like, that it sounds good. I'll have to pick one up. Yeah, it's a really unique and interesting beer that, like, if I hadn't read the description, I would not have been able to pick up exactly why I thought it was interesting. But after having read the description, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, unless anybody's got any closing beer comments. I mean, what that was probably like 20 minutes, man. Yeah, that was a long <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Okay. Um, Chase. Because you weren't here last week, there there are a couple things that you now have to do. Um, yes, you got I, some I homework. You, yeah, yeah. I, I know you mentioned that you had a rebuttal to our comments on the ghost, which I'll let you get to there in a sec. Uh, the more important topic that we all need to know is we need your favorite agent from each class. Go. Oh, oh was yeah. that on the podcast? Yeah, because I didn't get there then. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. it's higher. Favorite agent from each class. Um, and favorite is up to interpretation. Want. Yeah. Favorite agent from each class. Okay. It, it's up to interpretation. Doesn't necessarily mean you like you enjoy playing them or you enjoy watching them. Like it just entirely how you want to view it. Favorite okay. agent from each class. Um, Sentinel Sage. She hot as hell. Really? Um, oh wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it. Controller. Brim, he got a thick ass, and I play him. So, mm -hmm. um, are you shipping uh, Brim and Sage here? Is that what I mean? I mean, I don't know. That seems like a uh, very well, powerful I think, couple. Oh yeah, I think about, yeah. Chase is trying to say that he plays Brim 
and he role plays as Brim, and he's really into Sage. So like, mm, it um, could be shipping them, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But anyway. in my imagination, maybe. Yeah. Um, does that mean you think you've got a fat ass? Of course, I got a fat ass. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I know. Why do you think I play Brim? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you play the character who relates to you the most. Um, that's why I play Neon. Hey, man, I wish that was true with my chamber, man. Yeah. <laughs> I sure as fuck ain't rich, that's for sure. Um, initiator. Uh, uh, Ko. Ko's a robot. That's pretty dope. Not, not mommy Fade. <laughs> mm, no, I don't really like Fade. Mm. Mm. She's like goth sage, though. Yeah, no, the goth aesthetic is not Dude, like middle middle school. You right would be so disappointed in you right now. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I've seen your middle school photos. I know. I know middle school. You would be. Very yeah, that doesn't mean that's what I was into. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can admit it. This is a safe space. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Duelist. Uh, we're gonna go Jet because she's fun to watch. I like Jet. Okay. Least favorite agent from each class. Oh, this was another part of it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, oh, you, you wow. have to I really go back and hear our... this episode. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I... Yeah, because I uh, I tried listening to it on the plane on the way back, and I immediately fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> now, that's not a testament to how boring the podcast was. It was more like, I need to, to sleep right now. So, yeah, um, it was like the middle of the night. So, uh, I didn't get to listen to much of it, but I've been listening to it in the car over the last couple of days while I've been driving. So, I just got through, like, the ghost segment today. Um. Anyway, okay, least favorite agent from each class. Uh, chamber. I, I just think he'll die for our cooler. Regardless of nerf. Um, controller, Astra. She's boring. Did all three of us pick Astra? Yeah, I was thinking that's probably <laughs> going to be the one where all three of us agree. Uh, yeah. Um, Initiator, least favorite would be. Hmm, I could go fade there. Um, mm. Who else is there? I, I'm having trouble thinking of all the initiators. Breach, uh, so, uh, Sky. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna go Sky. Okay. I don't really like Sky because I always shoot her birds now, and I know they can't be shot, but I still fucking <laughs> shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> the joke's on you. And, I never shot the birds. I was well prepared yeah. for this. And then least favorite duelist would be um Reina. Really? Not a, not a fan of the Reina. Huh. I'm glad we didn't put you on the Reina then. Well, I the, didn't you kind of? <laughs> uh, we we tried to, or at least I tried to. Hunter yeah. disagreed with me. Well, I mean, I don't even remember who my second per- person was. Was it? Was it? I feel like it was Reyna, right? Yeah, I think my second person is Reyna. Or no, no, I think it might have been Jet. No, no, no. You're saying we didn't want. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, Your second's Jet. Jet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Phoenix you go, Jet. You go Phoenix Reyna. Jet. Yeah. See, I don't think. I don't see, think I'll I ever think, make it. No, I think I'm yeah. going to be Phoenix most of the time. Yeah, it's interesting that me and Cass has had a really fundamental disagreement on. You know what your weakness is that needs to be improved mm-hmm. so that's why we we went in different directions with the agents yeah see now i think in yeah. hindsight hindsight being 2020 um we should have just done 
Reina, Jet, Phoenix, and then you would have ended up playing all three of them in that yeah. order. Because no, I I agree. I think you should have done that too, but yeah. I wasn't going to speak up because I didn't want to play Reina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I, I just think Phoenix is a play Phoenix. So yeah. yeah, good. I just think Phoenix is a much better agent for what Chase is working on than Reina. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can see where you're coming from. I yeah disagree, but that's okay. Phoenix is um, fun. I have fun playing Phoenix. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the goal was not okay. to make each person as miserable as possible. <laughs> well, I mean, in Hunter yeah. and I, mine case, that's that's might be the case. <laughs> yeah, that is not. True. Or were you, I would have put you both on Astra. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, I'll be honest. I I might. I, I'm not sure that I'll enjoy Silva more than I would enjoy Astra because <laughs> you can do some cool things with Astra. <laughs> you uh, can do some cool things with Silva. <laughs> yeah, sure. But a lot of times you're just chucking. Dude, when you get the shock dart kill, yeah. oh my god, that feeling is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, the ult will probably save him a little bit for me. That's that's yeah, that probably would bump him ahead of Astra. We but, played a Swift yeah. play earlier today where uh, where Hunter got a two K with the ult. Yes, I I love the ult kills. Feels so good. Um, but yeah, I was I I don't think I shared this on podcast. I think I told you guys both this off podcast. But um, in the Lotus only queue, I was trying to play some Sova, like, oh, might as well get a head start on it. I think I did mention that I might just try to be a Sova main on Lotus. I was like, oh, no, I hate this. Like, the fact that the battery is, like, I pl- I have played all of the agents I find fun. <laughs> so so there's a reason that I haven't played Sova. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that if, as I, you know, learn his kit more, I'll grow to enjoy him more for next act. Mm. Um, yeah, we got a month to prepare for this, so. Yeah. Yeah, the... I know, I was looking up Cypher lineups. Um, and like setups and stuff on, on different maps and, uh, okay. It, it's like, th- there are a couple things to play here. Um, the first thing is you need to know a lot of them, right? Yeah. Like I can't just have one setup. Yeah. Which is like, you can start that way though. You don't need I, to go into your first like comp game having like 10 lineups for each site or set up yeah. no, no, on course. each map. Yeah. Right. You can start with, oh, on a few maps, I know what I'm doing for a couple of sites. Right. And then also, for the most part, you can always just play like default, for lack of a better way to put it. It's like, I'm going to put a trip here. I'm going to put a trip there. I'm going to put a, a smoke on this choke, or I guess a cage on this choke, maybe keep one in my pocket to play around later. And then camera here's fine. Right. Like yeah, on just on the fly, you don't need yeah, to have just like, like you can on the setups, right exactly whatever on the fly you can just kind of do all that. But like, I feel like if you're playing if you're playing a setup agent and you don't know at least a handful of setups for each map, like you're you're getting like sixty percent value at best, right? Like it's like sure a bunch of the inherent value in what his trips do and what his cages do and what the camera does will always exist. Right. But not, not combining them all together or like not knowing a couple one ways for your cages. Like you're, that's just giving up or like you're leaving value on the table, so to speak. Have you been uh, grinding some LMG only death matches as well to get ready to use the tools you'll need as Cypher? That's going to be a hard no. um i think i will end up probably shelving the vandal he's gonna go phantom yeah Yeah. it makes sense i'll probably end up shelving the vandal and just playing phantom the entire act 
Uh, and Aries. No. I was going to say Odin is much more important to Cypher than Aries. Yeah, true. Spectre so I can drop you my Aries skin. Presser. Aries don't have that. No, but it go burr. And the Odin really go burr. Like yeah, the, Odin really I don't, does. I don't like daddy. burr. I like yeah, that's, that's the wrong agent, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna embrace the burr cast. Um, but yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Um, one of the things that I'm just now realizing that I'm gonna have to put a bit of effort into is, uh, I don't know what the fuck pistol round buys are gonna be. I should probably look that up. Um, yeah, a cipher full you, utility you is probably not out, a bad man. idea. Yeah, full utils yeah. probably not bad, but then like, if, like you just see a lot more rushes on pistol. So like, I don't know how much having like a trap to cover some weird avenue that like I just want to know if people are there or not. It's gonna be so like I might not need both trips, but like also because you get so much time in pistol round, I can probably trip both sites, like trip yeah. A and B main. Mm-hmm. That's uh, probably depending so on the much, map, yeah. Yeah, because there's so much time to run around at the start. Um, so it's like, maybe I do want both. Like, do I want both cages? Is one just going to end up wasted if I put it on the other site and they don't hit there? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have to do some research and figure out what it is. And then, you know, the ghost being the, you know, one suppressed pistol. You could get a little spammy through the cages, like, but then that costs 500 mm. credits. Wow, speaking up of, ability. that's a segue um, right there. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're saying that there is something good about the ghost in, in hindsight here. There might be a, a I don't know if that's hindsight. We talked, we talked about a time and a place in the last podcast. Yeah, but then I you're like, it's were never, it's between. almost, well, yeah, I think that you were wrong. Yeah, how so? <laughs> all right ready to throw I'm down un- unfold your little soapbox okay. and stand in defense yeah. of the ghost now Oof. the first thing that you guys brought up was that outside of pistol round it has like zero value yeah um and i 100 percent agree fuck the ghost in any other round like why would you ever want the ghost like the classic is just way better because by the time you need to pull out your secondary in any other round you want the right click or like you just want to like tap fire a couple shots because you're trying to get like the last little bit of damage done. In which case, the classic does the job way better than the ghost is going to do. Or a frenzy, you're probably up close. Yeah, or like a shorty. Or like a shorty mm-hmm. is a great secondary buy for buy rounds. Um, yeah. So I think that for outside of pistol round, the ghost is just out of the question. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you like find one on the ground and you want to take some fights with that, if you like literally don't have another weapon. Uh, for some who knows reason, like full save, and you like pick up a ghost. Um, yeah, but I'm questioning my teammate who bought a ghost on that full save. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I do that sometimes. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd go with the frenzy over the ghost 100 percent of the time, probably, because I have a, I feel like I have a much better chance of killing someone with full shields with a frenzy than a ghost. Yeah, why don't you do? Why don't, why don't you guys just like buy a couple bullets instead of a gun? <laughs> yeah why don't you Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh yeah chambers sucks yeah chase i'm curious to hear what you you have to say about uh 
one of my points in favor of the ghost, which is that which Cass disagreed with. Where I said, well, that, hold on, before we get there, I think we should let him finish his speech. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I, 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 I know I was being disruptive myself. So yeah, yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, like I'm fine with having more of a discussion about it because it yeah. was really just one of those th things where like you guys were talking and I'm like, oh, I wish I could input my right, like, right. little opinion here. It wasn't necessarily a rant. Mm. Um, I see, but I, see. I, I think that like a big thing that you guys really just weren't talking about was fire rate and being able to spam fire the ghost a lot more than you can a sheriff. And so True. in pistol round, like that is so much more important. Um, yeah, but you can do that with the classic. The classic has a Hold yeah, on, but it doesn't one tap for the head. Rate. So if I get if I'm on defense, which is typically where I'm buying a ghost defense pistol, um, if I'm on defense and three people push me, if I have a frenzy in my hand, I get one kill. If I have a sheriff in my hand, even if I hit the head, I probably get one hit, one kill. But if I can tap around to a couple people's heads with a ghost, I have a chance of getting all three kills. That's a good point. Okay, like. But at the point in which you're spamming a ghost, like the you're just giving Jesus shots are, are accurate. I don't know yeah, how like, accurate. I don't know numbers very well. Okay, but like no, no, from like... from experience, like all like when I get a four K in pistol, it's because I had a ghost in my hand. Okay, from my experience watching you in pistol rounds, a bunch of those are just lucky headshots. Oh, you're ooh, fucking spamming. spamming. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that kind of supports you know, Chase, though, because he has yeah, the high fire Yeah, you know what gun you're never, you never, yeah. you're never getting a lucky headshot with? The Sheriff. Whoa, 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 Chief. Let me tell you. I got a bunch of clips that would disagree with you. <laughs> but you're not getting it as often, is the point, because the fire yeah, rate yeah, is a sure, lot slower. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I'm not getting it as often. Because what you're doing is three people peek you, and you just mash the trigger button. <laughs> and some of those are going to hit heads. Yeah, and that's the that's the benefit of the ghost is because that immediately kills them in pistol with no shields. Right, right. If I have a frenzy and three people peek me, like maybe some will hit heads, but it does sixty seven. Then they hit me in the head. Doesn't it do seventy eight? It does sixty seven. Frenzy. Hold on, I've got the numbers up. Uh, it does seventy eight between zero and twenty meters, which is probably where you're going to be. Um, and then it does 63 mm. from 20 to 50 meters. Okay. So if you're outside of that 20 meter range, then yeah, the, the 60 some number is. Sorry. Is, yeah. I was just uh, averaging in my head. Oh, yeah. shoot. Okay, so outside cool. of 20, <laughs> it's, it's three headshots with the frenzy. Huh? Well, if they've got full shields. No, even, even if they've got, uh, no, you're, light? Right, you're right. Sorry. My bad. I was doing, yeah, the... no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Light shields. Cause. It's gonna oh be yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, it'd be one twenty-six. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. being dumb. It's, it's yeah, three. No, I'm, I'm tripping. Full, I, uh, I just did the math wrong. Okay, that. um, but, but if you're taking if you're taking long range duels with the frenzy, like you better have just been caught out. Well, yeah, but also like sometimes they work. Oh, yeah. dude, I used to be hard with the frenzy. Yeah, I still, I still yeah. hit some nasty like long shots with the frenzy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you have uh, gone off that train, Cass, because you had some oh. sick long-range friendship. Well, I, I can tell you yeah, why. It's because Chamber came out, and he had to master the sheriff because of Chamber. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. Um, yeah, well, it's because, like, yeah, prior to Chamber coming out, I don't know, one of my... This this probably isn't true anymore, uh, but I had, like, a stupidly long frenzy kill on, like, across the map on Breeze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, like, a full full health opponent just kept, like, tapping away. And just got like a couple quick dinks, uh, like all the way down, like long mid. Um, 
And yeah, I had a pretty long... But like, the only reason I was in that fight was because I happened to be in mid, I bought a Frenzy on a save, and I saw one of them rotating through spawn over to A. Right. It's like, and like, you know, what am I going to do? Not fire a couple bullets? Well, with a Frenzy, like, yeah. I mean, like, maybe that makes <laughs> sense, but like, but I did, and it worked out. So, fuck it. It was cool. Um... Oh, actually, now that I'm looking at this chart, some of this information might not be actually fully accurate because they have the price listed as 400. I don't know if they've done any nurse to the ghost. No, not the ghost. the ghost. I'm looking at the frenzy right now. They've got the price. I don't price know how many nurse they've done to the frenzy or like m- most pistols, other than yeah. changing monetary values. Yeah, and obviously tuning the right click of the classic and stuff. Of the classic, I, yeah. I thought I thought originally they heavy nerfed the frenzy because everybody's pistol buy was light armor frenzy for a while. They nerfed it by increasing yeah, the cost. Increasing but the I thought cost. they, I think, and they, you couldn't buy light shields frenzy anymore. That's no, no, exactly I, how I, it was. But I think that they nerfed the the spread on your bullets as well. I don't, and I don't like think moving so. accuracy. I, I can check I, right I, I now. I think wrong. it was just a straight price nerf. Okay. Maybe maybe it was just a price nerf. It's just the most impactful weapon to have that pr- a price nerf for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to get rid of the uh, yeah. the frenzied light shields meta. Right. Yeah. Which, like, I'm surprised. Like, obviously, I get why you don't see this in ranked. Oh, okay. Like, yes, I go ahead. Uh, like, I'm just a little bit more surprised that, well, actually, why don't you say what you're going to say first? Because mine can be a longer thing. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that I looked at the update history on the Valorant Wiki for the Frenzy. Uh, in patch 3.0, they uh, greatly increased the walking and running inaccuracy. So the base spread is the same, but when walking and running, it's way more mm-hmm. inaccurate at that point. And that was okay. also when they decreased, wait. Increased the press? No, interesting. So the pr- the price was actually increased from 400 to 500 in patch 2.03 and then the price was decreased down to 450 which mm. is a buff while the nerf to walking and running inaccuracy happened in 3.0 so it was, it. it was a two-parter um okay at any rate what i was gonna say is I, i'm surprised you don't see more raid bossing in pistol rounds like uh, at pro play you do sometimes like yeah like in, yeah. in pro pro meta for sure. Yeah, you you occasionally um, see it, but I'm surprised you don't see it more often. Specifically, with Killjoy rejoining the meta, Killjoy doesn't have a really good pistol round buy. Right, like like most of most of the agents that we saw prior to this whole last wave of nerfs, like there were things that all the agents wanted. Right, like you had a chamber. And that chamber's gonna buy his trap, and then if you're yay, you buy a ghost. Most people bought a couple headhunter shots, um, and then like Ko being super meta, like you want the flashes. Um, I'm trying to think like Sova, another super meta agent. You want those shock darts and pistol, and otherwise you want the the drone, which pretty much voids you of buying other stuff like like most most super meta agents have pistol round buys that are very relevant whereas i think killjoy was one of the few agents that you'd see being not like a duelist who would sometimes buy a sheriff um because the turret is really fucking good in pistol and your other utility is situational in pistol rounds um 
So I think perhaps with Killjoy rejoining the meta, you might we might see a bit more raid bossing going on. I don't know how much money you're getting in pissed around, but you can't buy sheriff and turret. Turret is free, dumbass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's one moment you'd like edited out, I'm sure, Chase. <laughs> I've never even I haven't even gone into the range as Killjoy before. <laughs> I, I haven't either. I would have told I would have told you that it was the alarm bot. Uh, it's turret that you got for free. <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly, because the tur- you obviously see the turret more than the alarm bot. But anyway, yeah, but that's because one of them's hidden on the ground, and the other one's in plain sight, fucking shooting me. Well, no, yeah. but but my point is, if I'm seeing you know the turret every single round in different positions, sometimes multiple times in the same round, that's pretty obviously the signature ability. <laughs> hey, you yeah. can you can keep that in. I know you would anyway, but like <laughs> that's how that's how yeah, I keep my own stuff in. I give yeah. about Killjoy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've done. You, you can hear it. It's all in the podcast. I say I should edit this out and don't. You know, I would be yeah, no, lame. I, I do hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so okay, yeah. I think there might be a bit more raid bossing going on, and if you want a raid boss with a ghost, I would personally disagree and say the frenzy is a better option. But I can understand it. I think the biggest thing about the ghost is is not that much better than the classic, and you're giving up the ability to have full sh- or half shields. Yeah, that's something you guys didn't bring up soon enough in the conversation, which is like a big part of the article that you were referencing. Which is like, and that's something that I want to try out. I want to try out classic half shields. I haven't buy- bought light shields in a long ass time. Yeah, like in pistol. So, I've been doing it a fair amount on attack as jet lately because i've pretty much lately i've pretty much just been insta-locking chat um because i can still play the game the same way that i would as chamber it's just jets better the dash is better than his tp is currently um yeah because you no longer have the ability to go to a complementary angle the alarm bot sees zero value most of the time because i don't or I either can't or don't want to be fucking tied down. Um, and the headhunter is, again, situational. So, yeah, I think Jet's just outright better. So I've been pretty much exclusively playing Jet now. Um, I think it makes sense as a, as a Jet. But, like, yeah. I could get a Ghost as another agent. Well, because currently my options are, do I go Frenzy? And I have a better, like... And when I dash in, have the better gun for when I'm going to smoke and dash in and take a duel. Do I want the better gun, or do I want the light shields and have the opportunity to either just classic somebody down or right-click them? And also, if people are spamming into my smoke, i got a better chance of living with those half-shields. Um, and one of, the, one of the really important things that I've noticed, which obviously if everybody does this, it doesn't work, but there's a good amount of times that I get into sight I get a kill. The person I killed has an upgraded pistol. Now I have an upgraded pistol, and I have the armor. Or one of my teammates dies. And I can go and I can pick up their frenzy or their ghost or whatever it may be. And I have the armor. Yeah, that's something I want to try out some more. um, Is going classic armor instead of buying a ghost or a frenzy. But uh, that does not take away from the goodness of the ghost in my opinion 
don't know. I, I think I touched on this in the last podcast, to be honest. I can't remember, and I didn't listen back to it. But I think the advantage of the ghost still on pistol rounds still lies in the fact that you can you can spam smokes. I I think that's the real advantage. You got you got more bullets in the clip than any other pistol. Um and you got a suppressor on there. I think that's the value of the ghost and pistol round. Yeah, what was the uh, point that Hunter was bringing up earlier that we cut him off on? No, that's perfectly fine. This is a good this is a good uh, discussion. I was saying that um one of the times I really like to use a ghost is on a heavy save. Um, frequently, I will flank extremely aggressively, uh, just kind of going for a timing. And if I get to a position where I'm behind the enemies and they're at medium long range away from me, I really like to have a ghost to just slowly, to basically just be able to get the kill reliably in a couple shots before they turn around on me. Because I've definitely had both the Frenzy and the Classic screw me before, where, uh, you know, the first bullet inaccuracy, uh, I just don't hit their head, even though, like, I'm, I've lined up on it. Um, yeah, especially at that, like, yeah. longer range, which you right. can come into a lot when you're flanking. Exactly. Like, oh, I need to peek this angle right now, and there could be somebody watching flank at a medium, like, long distance, or, yeah. like, they are just pushed up a little bit, but I can't exactly span the gap to take a closer range fight with the Frenzy. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, what I'm most interested there is I want to get a kill. Like, I want to be able to start shooting and finish someone off before they can flick on me. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, right. I would eventually get the kill with the classic and the frenzy if they just stood there like a dumbass. But, like, you know, I only get so many shots before they're like, oh, wait a minute, someone's shooting me in the back. And the ghost is very efficient that way. Yeah. And Cass um, was like, nah, that's cap. It's a horrible well, reason to buy a, a ghost. I mean, I'm just looking at it and being like, no, I think I did look this up in the last podcast. I'm having trouble finding it right now on Google. Yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure the Classic and the Ghost have the same first bullet accuracy. I don't think so. I'm I'm almost entirely confident you are incorrect on that. But are I'm they both two to the head in full shields? Yeah, they're both two to the head. How many to the body? Is there a difference? I think it's... If I hit no, one to the head, the rest of the body. Uh, I think you need three bullets either way. Ghost does at max at close range thirty to the body, which yeah that's gonna no be no. But I think at longer no, no, range, we're talking long range. Uh, at long range, I oh. think it's twenty six to the body, with the classic, and seventy eight to the head. Whereas a uh, a ghost is one hundred five to the head. Oh, but we're if we're at really long range, it's not one hundred five to the head. Yeah, at greater than thirty meters, ghost is twenty five to the body. Classic is twenty two. So not. A massive difference but that would end up being one bullet if but you know if you're spamming the body that's obviously okay i think mid-range is the is the best to talk about here right like um but it sounds like the classic needs an extra bullet yeah i think so. okay looking at the spread if you hit one to the head rest of the body because that's more likely, I think, what's going to happen is, like, you can line up that first shot, and then as they're trying to flick on you, you got to spam a couple to the body. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm looking up all the, the stats right now. Um... Yeah, I'm having a hard time of finding a website that gives the first bullet accuracy for some reason, even though that's... Okay, I'm looking at the really first bullet accuracy, and it is marginally better but like 
barely. Well, we we have no reference point to how big every number is. Relative, yeah. Right. Like, so what is what is point oh oh one mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Again, like we don't really have all these numbers here, but like the hip fire spread on the classic is ten point five. See, okay, well, here, let me just put all the units into the same units. I don't know why they use different units here. Uh, 105 is the hip fire spread for the classic. And then for the ghost, it is, um, motherfucker, the units are still stupid. Okay. Uh, we're going 10.5 CM for the classic to 7.85 for the ghost. So the ghost is marginally better. At over 15 meters it's, than the classic is. It, that, that's the that sounds like a significant about, right? drop. That's the spread, though. Yeah. That's not first bullet accuracy. No, it's first bullet spread. Oh. Oh, wait. So what, this what is the specifically. Uh, centimeters? Centimeters? I, I don't, the units in, are in game irrelevant. displayed differently. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the first, the, the first units are pretty much irrelevant here and we're just gonna have to go off percentage difference i guess but it's 10.5 versus 7.85 how much of a difference that makes i don't really know but yeah the reason that that could end up being larger than um you might think is because if you're aiming at the roughly the center of someone's head then there's actually an inaccuracy range around that where you're still good. So like yeah. assuming you're you're more or less centered on someone's head, then you know you can. It's not like zero uh, deviation is what you need. It could be like some number, and and that could mean that you know that accuracy difference is a lot more than it seems numerically, which I right. think is probably true. Oh, here's here's a much better numerical system. This one doesn't have any units, so I don't know what the fuck this is. But it says hip fire spread zero point four on the classic to zero point three something. They don't list what that something is on the ghost. So yeah, that, that's how assume, Valorant displays the first bullet. Well, yeah, let's just assume it's twenty five percent better. Right, twenty five percent better numerically, but that could end up working out to be way better than twenty five percent better in a game. Right, or or way worse, or yeah. way worse. I don't, I don't um, think it's not way worse <laughs> based on personal experience. Okay. The, the ghost right. isn't like, I, Oh, it's slightly, it's way, it feels much better than the classic inaccuracy mm, to me, at least. I haven't had a lot of issues where like I'm shooting an unsuspecting target at long range with the classic and had issues with that. Oh, I've is had the that spread, issue. <laughs> the spread lower on the ghost though. The spread is lower. Yeah. So that's, so what I'm thinking I'm not not even first bullet like like after oh, that. Oh oh oh! After that, it's worse. The ghost is worse than the classic. After that, the word the ghost is worse than the classic, but like also very marginally. Weird. So I gotta pay 500 credits to get a worse, like spamming spread. Yes, yeah. you do. Yeah, that's stupid. So the advantages that the ghost has is the ghost has a few more bullets than the classic. Specifically, nine. Yeah, nine. not really. Not um, really a factor. Well, it, I feel like that can come up because like, there are a bunch of times with classic specifically because you can right click that I need to reload, and I'm just like ah shit, not a good time. 
Uh, yeah. Whereas with the ghost, because you can't right click and it's got more bullets, I'm less likely to be in a situation where I got fucked over by needing to reload. Um, okay, penetration on the ghost, considerably better. Uh, movement speed, exactly the same. Reload is slightly better on the ghost. And the damage is slightly better. But that's it. Well, Man, I mean, saying the damage is slightly thing. better is underselling it a little bit when you can one-tap to the head in pistol round, which is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay, sure, but... Yeah. If you don't buy the ghost, you can buy light shields, and then they can't one-tap you to the head. But you, you, can, you can't you're one-tap the, them you're to the, the head. One, <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're the one, like, you're the person that you're not shooting. Yeah. Right. They might not have shields. Yeah, Cass, I feel like yeah, someone yeah, yeah. like you, who's all about the, you know, precision gunplay, would realize... If you shoot them in the head before they shoot you, it doesn't matter <laughs> what damage you would be taking because you're not taking damage. By, by a sheriff. <laughs> Does it matter if I can tank more of their bullets if I have to hit them more times anyway? Oh. No, but I'm saying mm. you have to hit them the exact same number of times. No. False. Yeah, what are you talking about, Cass? The classic does not one-tap to the head. I'm saying if shields. you buy light shields and you have a classic and they have a ghost... You need to shoot each other the exact same number of times to get a kill. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. One to the head as well. But one like, to the body. Ghost yeah. might actually be. Yeah, no, one to the head, one to the body kills both of them. Assuming that the person with the ghost was not raid boss. If they were raid boss, then yeah, it'd take you an extra bullet. In but which like... case, I'd rather have the ghost because I can spam it. Yeah. I'd rather have the classic. And I have $100 in my fucking bank account after all this shit. Oh, wow. I bought the light shields, you really and I care. still have $100 in my you fucking bank account. You can almost buy a shorty. Hooray. Wow. Yeah, the $100 I, you don't give a shit about. I, Dude, I will say... Be, that could be an extra piece of utility. I will say, I feel like this conversation has made me think of something that's kind of a tangent, but, man, I really think Valorant would be... It would be incredibly interesting strategically if... Valorant just removed the classic from the game so that your free weapon is your knife. Because then you would have the, the situation of like, you know, first of all, now you probably want to buy a pistol, but then you might also have situations where, you know, you might, especially on attack, buy full utility, no gun, and then follow your duelist in and take their gun when they die. Like, I think, I feel like it'd be so interesting strategically. That would be and, super interesting. Yeah, and make the other guns so relevant that aren't, yeah, I, I I hadn't I hadn't ever been on the remove the classic completely train, but thinking about it right now, I'm like, man, I think I would love that. You just see a lot more shorties in game. Well, shorties, but also ghosts. I mean, the ghost pick rate yeah. would skyrocket. Oh, the ghost pick rate would skyrocket. But like, yeah. no, but you need something. No, you, you have your have knife. knife. The, like that's the thing. Like, the knife is actually man, decent in the sense the buck as the close quarters weapon. It's just no, that no, people no, are no. used if to not using me, it. If they give yeah. me MW2 Commando Pro on my knife, then then you've got an argument. I have but no unless idea I got where, Commando... you sh- where you can shoot the knife? No, no, where I can knife somebody and, like, you teleport. Like, you basically jet dash into whoever you're stabbing and just oh. auto-lock on and stab them. Commando Pro and MW2 is fucking broken as shit. It just increased the range at which you could knife someone, and knives and COD are always one-hit kills. And the range was stupid. I see. Um, but even if they didn't make them always one-hit kills, like, you better give me Commando Pro fucking range. 
to to be able to knife people because like no, the current knife hit... substantially. Dude, no, 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 the current knife hitbox is like shorter than your fucking boner. Dude, have you tried the current knife hitbox? After the buff, people didn't really because the classic is in the game. There was no real meta shift towards knife. But like it's a lot more useful now than it used to be. There will never be a meta reliable. shift towards there. I don't think there'll ever be a meta shift towards it. But it's more like, oh, the, like I should have killed them right there, and I the knife missed, but now it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. What I what I mean by meta shift is not obviously that you know people are going to use knife at, only currently in pistol rounds. As much as I'm saying that, um, in pistol rounds in particular, there are times when people probably should switch to their knife. When they're out of when they're out of bullets instead of reloading, and they don't because they're not used to the knife being usable. Because it's just not oh, something actually, that people I, do. Yeah. I, I did that recently in a in a game. Did you get the kill? I did. Nice. Nice. There were there were three people shooting at me, so I got the one kill. But like it, yeah, a hundred I a hundred I spawned into a game on Haven. Um and our our jet was very high. And was like, oh, somebody dodged. Like, I didn't mean to queue for comp. I meant to queue for unrated. And I'm like, it's okay. Hunter and I are fucking hammered right now. Yeah. Or at least I was hammered. Um, like right properly hammered. And I was like, yeah. So like, my aim's gonna be dog shit. Just like, excuse that. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we won that game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was we, I not but... in this game? Because there was another no. game where no, we no. had a. We had no, you're definitely not in this. This is when you were in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So in pistol round, but... I'm last alive, one v four, and I got my classic because I whiffed all my headhunter shots because I was really drunk. Um, and uh, a smoke fades, and there's a KO. We're on C site. KO's on the oh, yeah. and I'm spamming this KO. <laughs> like right click, right click, right click, right click. Or no, I think I did like two right clicks and then started spamming the left click and just like didn't get the because <laughs> I was whipping everything and then so I ran out of ammo I'm staring down four of them and I just pulled my knife out and just started lunging at the KO with like left clicks on the knife and actually got the kill um, nice nice so yeah I have a pistol round knife kill Beautiful. All right, this is a long time to spend on a on a recap topic. Yeah, it really uh, is. Yeah, we're just yeah. recapping this episode. That's how much we missed you, Chase. We had to bring you fully up to speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. I do. The no the next thing we got to talk about here is the pile of dirt. It's a cup of dirt. Yeah, no, it's a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> These references are going entirely over my head, but anyway. What the so, uh, Pirates of the the Pirates Caribbean? of the Caribbean reference? Oh, okay. I have actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just didn't think on top it. of the yeah. boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I I, I, uh, I remember that now. My, yeah. Mine was a Brian Regan reference, which was a lot uh, more that, niche, but that one went way over. My head. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. At any rate, pile of dirt's kind of cool. I like it. Wait, what? On Lotus, see long. Yeah, it's more oh. sand than dirt, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What mound? What? What's the actual call out? Mound is what I've heard most often. Dirt. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start calling it dirt now. Cast. That is stupid. It's, <laughs> it's clearly <laughs> sand and not dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly sand. Yeah. And just 
dirt is a terrible call out because they'd be like, what What the fuck do you mean? Like the ground? Like I can't go lower. At... Yeah, the ground that's I sand and not dirt. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cassie, you need to become like some are... famous streamer so that you can popularize that call out since it makes so little sense. Like that's the only yeah. way that's going to catch on. I mean, I still like Harry Potter. That That's never caught on. Hmm. Where's what's Harry Potter? Is it like under uh, the staircase under, or something? Under under tube icebox. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Besides, somebody gave me that call out in game, and I'd never heard that before, and I knew exactly what the fuck they meant. I would have thought like <laughs> under stairs. Yeah, are there any stairs you can be under? Well, you could be under like under rafters backside on icebox, and that would be under stairs. Under you could be under rafters. sight on a fracture. No, there are no stairs. Well, stairs is the call out for like stairs. So if you're under stairs on icebox, well, you can't like literally be under the stairs, but like you're below the call out. Well, you stairs. mean if they're like in spawn? Well, there, or I was thinking just like below, like hell, like under yeah, like hell. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, it's a more sophisticated version of saying hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what about what about dirt? Okay, Ugh. somebody on somebody on Reddit pointed this out, and I very much agree with it. It's it's a really cool engagement angle because almost everything else in the game is so boxy. Almost everything else in the game is like rectangles and squares, and this is a more parabola shape angle that you can peek from. Yeah. And also, you can get there unseen on defense. Maybe right. Every time I peek that. that angle, I get one tapped. I get one tapped regardless of which side I'm dueling from. And yeah, it's very frustrating. that's a that's a ridiculous angle to try yeah. to. Peek. I always lose that gunfight, Long. Regardless of whether I'm attacking or defending, I just lose that one. But I think the mound's cool, and I have gone to the mound and gotten a couple kills because people people don't properly clear me. Yeah, hot take. Maybe that's one of the changes Riot makes to Breeze when it re-enters the map pool. The pyramids have been replaced with cones. Circular in Ooh, that would be really interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, if you could run up the pyramids? I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking in terms of how you peek around them, but that could be cool as well. No, because I think the... If the pyramids were Kanyar, I mean, I guess that's just going from, like, first version of Laura Croft to, like, third version of laura croft but like yeah. <laughs> it'd be still be pretty similar in terms of how you play around it yeah i'm not sure they should go to current version of laura croft i think that might increase the game's rating <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have, to, be... you have to have a toggle for hide bodies and for hide titties <laughs> <laughs> no no they should make the mounds yeah. like they should make the pyramids like jello so they're all jiggly too so if you bump into oh, them, it changes the angle. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone there. The titty is jiggling. I like that a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> the the breeze changes that we really need. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, okay, but isn't it like, okay, mound, isn't it just a similar angle to like top of uh, ramp on Pearl? No, because that's, there's one height that your head pops out from. And your head pops out at that height, regardless of where you are on ramp. 
Yeah, but the like the, the mound is so small that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but like you effectively. can. No, but I think it's really cool that you can peek on either side of the mound. You can play around. Like the mound is like a mix between pillar on B long and the ramp on B long, just mashed together into one thing. Yeah, but you can hide behind the ramp on B long as well. Right, like you can peek down lower. Someone okay. can push I you think, on either okay. side. When of you're it. when you're when you're holding the long angle, I see what you're saying as how it's very the same. It's but the when same people, when you're the one holding the long angle, I guess when people are no, pushing when people you are closer, pushing you, when people yeah. are pushing you closer, the parabola effect of it makes a big difference. Yeah, I like for the main gunfight, which I think is like peeking up around that. No, see, I think you're missing the point of the main gunfight. I think the main gunfight is. Yeah, hide is hiding there until people try to push it until somebody well because you can peek from any angle up to them. But the thing is, then anyone can peek you if they haven't pushed up as far. If they pushed up further, then like you have a lot of angles that you're exposed to. Then you're not wrong, but you can you can peek. Assuming you're on defender side here, right? Like you can peek left side first, see if anybody's taking the wide angle there, right? And if you get that fight, and you're say. Yoru, Jet, Chamber's fucked anyway, so not Chamber anymore. Probably not an Omen either, but I guess if you're Yoru and Jet, you could take that gunfight left, get that kill, and fuck off. Um, If you have somebody also opening the door for you while you're taking that gunfight and you can escape through that door, like, I think there are a bunch of options there. And then, if somebody's just working up C, right? Like, it, there's not three people behind them. There, there's a bunch of different ways you can choose to take that fight, and it's not yeah. as structured and rigid as most other angles on the map are. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, I've really enjoyed playing behind that map. I, I think it's really cool. And when I take... or All right. What I was going to say, when I take the head-to-head gunfight from, like, barrier drop to barrier drop when I don't move towards the mound, I lose that. A lot. But since I've started to incorporate that mound into play, like, I usually at least go one for one. Yeah, Cass, I'm realizing we should try both going to the mound and, like, one of us swinging left and the other swinging right. That could be kind of cool. I think the problem is the only time that that really gains value is when they're hard pushing C. And when they're hard pushing C, we're probably both going to die. And at best, we go two for two. I don't know about that. I think thing... there'd be so much chaos created by us both swinging each side. I think we get three. Oh, you said both Maybe. two for... When you said two for two, you mean two total, right? Yeah, I mean, we get two total. You know, I think we get three total in most cases. Mm, I don't know about that one. Maybe. Maybe if we got some extra utility going around, like maybe there's a flash. like Maybe on a hard push, but like I think likely one, someone's going to kill both of you. Yeah, I think I think likely we go like one for one. Three of them have sight for free. Right, I think that's... No, 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 I I don't think so. We we should try this, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, if, if, assuming our timing is halfway decent, that we get our first kills pretty quickly, that's very confusing for the rest of the team to figure out how to trade that. And chances are good that the team will focus on trading one of the people, and then that will free up the other one of me and Cass to then, you know, get another relatively free kill. I don't know. That's how I'm thinking about it. I'd like to try it out. Here's the next scenario where is, from their perspective, the third person that you guys don't aren't shooting. Okay, one one of you kills somebody fast. The other person whiffs a few bullets. 
but then he's getting the other kill, right? So a third person over there kills the person who killed the person first. Oh, you're saying that we have a teammate as well. Me and Cass have a third team. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. On he's the saying, other side, he's saying we peek into all five you of them. Peek just it, you peek into running all of them. us now. But even just three of them, you peek okay. into three of them, and you get one kill. One kill is immediate. One kill takes a little bit longer. But by the time that that happens, the third person is kills both of you. Okay, I, I feel like that's only... unlikely. If we're peeking from both sides of the mound, that would yeah, be I think... require me and Cass really fucking up for that to happen. Well, you just, no. it requires only one of you to fuck up. Yeah, it requires one of us to fuck up. I think the other thing here that could happen is we both swing, like, right? Let's say I swing right, you swing left, and we pick the same target. There's not enough time for us to communicate. Okay, well, what, what, what I was picturing is, as we figured out, you can get to mound just by full sprinting um, before the enemies can see that you're there. So what I'm picturing is that we don't peek immediately, but we wait until we hear the clomping of footsteps coming close. And so when we're peeking opposite sides... There, there's going to be someone very close on each side. So we're not, there's zero chance that we're going to acquire the same target. Right. And also in the last Pearl game that we literally just Lotus, played. you mean? Yeah, sorry, Lotus. Yeah. Hunter and I did collectively get three. Yeah. And well, you, we, you weren't we even both... on mound, I don't think. You were, uh. No, no, I went to mound with you. Hmm. Like I, I went to mound with knives. I didn't actually realize that. Okay. Hunter was mound with Neon Alt. Yeah. And. I swung first, killed the cipher, got immediately gunned down by three other people, and then yeah. Hunter swung and got two in the commotion. Yeah, and I didn't even realize Cass was there. So see, we got three without even like coordinating this <laughs> in the slightest. So that really helps to further my point. No, no, you knew I was yeah. there because I called for the play. Well, no, you you said you should go to mound. I thought you were gonna peek from like the door while I was oh, at mound. That's oh, what I oh, thought no, was no, happening. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, I also went to mound with you. Cool. Right. Um, so that I mean that really furthers my point, that one example. <laughs> we did get three, but we also used yeah. two alts on it. Um, well, they're two gun alt, two weapon alts, though. Yeah, yeah. Which allowed us, which allowed us to have. Okay. A, but know, I think anyway. part of the issue at hand here is we both died, and I think when you do this strat, you're both dying. Probably, yeah. Like mound is a, I want to go one for one or better, at the least. Yeah, but I then you're kind like. of stranded out there in the open. Yeah, that's like, the, it's that's hard the whole to escape. Thing. Yeah, now if we had really good comms and this was like, you know, well executed, it's like maybe, like maybe I get that first pick and then an Astra would be best for this. So there's already a star in the ground. Like I swing right side, get a kill, and call for that smoke immediately. And then maybe we've got that escape route back. I guess we could do it with you as Brim. And just, like, we just need to be very on point with our communication about when that sky smoke comes down. I mean, Cass, probably the easiest thing is we do it with me as Neon and I wall. That's probably the most, like, reactive and fast. Yeah, but the problem is if you're walling as Neon, you're not shooting someone. And the problem is we need you to be shooting someone. Well, I was I was imagining, you know, frequently at our ELO, teams don't have perfect spacing when pushing. So, you know, we kill two or three of them, but then the other ones aren't immediately on their heels. So I have, t- mm. my wall comes out really fast. So, you know, I get yeah, a kill. Just wall and up then and I get out of there. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best. Yeah. Cause it's kind of hard to communicate unless the Astro is just like watching the mini map. It's kind of hard to get the Astro to pop or star fast enough. Well, it'd be like, like if we, in the case in which we have an Astro, right. Yeah. I'd be like, 
hey, Astra, smoke off my contact, right? Like, put the star there pre-round, smoke off my contact, right? Right. Or I'd be like, smoke, 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 as I'm taking the gunfight. Right, so then Astra has to realize, yeah, it's it's possible. I just think that's a level of coordination and timing that might not work out as well. Yeah, because, like, I tried to do it as Jet, because Jet has their own smokes. Really? I, I tried to I tried to smoke my escape. It didn't work. I just got gunned down. But yeah, I don't know. That that's I, I just think it's a very unique piece of obstruction. Yeah. And I like it. I see, I think that I hate C Long. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think C Long is a death trap. I much prefer playing on A or B. I really like playing on B. That's where I played most of that game um that we just played um uh, on defense that is but even on offense and defense i feel like i peek into see long i die it's definitely a di- it's definitely a dicey angle not unlike pearl see yeah. long i mean yeah <laughs> pearl be long there's a lot going on in that angle there's a lot of different places people can be ratting or like hiding mm-hmm. out um especially later in the round when people could have pushed up a little bit then there's like so many angles to clear yeah, I I definitely see what you're saying. Um, there's a really mean 50-50 that I found in the last round of that game that we lost. And I knew it was a possibility. And so as I was pushing up, I kind of half-cleared both of them. And I should have just hard-cleared one. Uh, and I died to the cipher there. But, like, there's if if no one's holding C-Long and you give the enemy team free reign of that, there's a really, really mean 50-50. Is that like the box uh, by the door? Yeah, yeah. well, it's no, no, like no. halfway up. Right it's not even halfway of... up. It's like pretty much right at the start, at that choke point, that you have to cross through to get to the sandy area. Oh, okay. It's right there. They could be tucked either side. Oh, there's like boxes know, and stuff. I don't know if you can be tucked left side. There, you can be left tucked side? left side. It's deep enough. This probably is a topic to move on pretty from pretty quick because it's hard to I think describe auditorily exactly what we're talking about. Right, but like it's it's definitely deep enough for you to for you to full tuck in there. Interesting. Like I I had to clear both. Yeah. So I pushed up and I half cleared both of them. Yeah, and you got killed and, by the cipher. Yeah, I got killed right. by the cipher. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of all I have about that specific thing. I just like, I like that. I think it's cool. I think Silent Drop is cool. Well, I haven't ever played around Silent Drop, so I haven't had any interactions. But I, I like little things like that that are part of the norm. Yeah, I actually had some really cool, a really cool interaction on Silent Drop that past game that we all played, where, um, basically I was in a bit of a stalemate going back and forth. I was up top. The enemies who were on attack were peeking me from like silent drop. And, uh, you know, we were exchanging shots at each other while on the move, not landing anything. And then when the enemies who were doing that with me got distracted with my teammates on site, I was able to drop down silently and then get a kill. So it's, uh, it was cool. My first, uh, real use of the gimmick to a uh, good effect. Oh, this kind of, this is about an entirely different map, but this is about Haven A Long. Chase, I think as Brim, you might be smoking that slightly incorrectly. 
Haven uh, A long. Sorry, not Haven. Sorry, Ascent. You're you're Ascent dropping A-Long. like like Ascent A main. Sorry, not A long. Oh, you're A-Main. saying uh, you're saying I'm allowing them access to wine instead of uh, yeah. smoking off the right hand side. But of if it? you if you no, I'm saying if you smoke off because like you know that choke point is like let's call it five meters thick. That right? You smoke off right at the uh, right at the entrance so that they if they push onto site the edge of your smoke is right there in line with entry to site, right? Yeah. I think it might be better for you to smoke at the back of the choke point so that that line at the edge of your smoke perfectly, if they want to peek into that, the only way they can peek is straight into that choke point. But it enables somebody else or maybe even you to to push into like wine area. And you're perfectly covered from anybody who's standing on like orb side and you can take that duel at wine and dip back into the smoke or you can push out of wine and peek on the side of that smoke because it doesn't fully cover off that that's really like interesting i, I, I saw a couple, in... couple of things here one i i do try to do that to smoke for, so that i can get to wine yeah um tough because one immediately you get spammed okay. if you if you put your smoke deep that deep so that's yeah. something that you'd have to like, you know, do a few rounds so that they know, oh, this is just where they put the smoke and we don't spam it like he's not actually in wine or like trying to push through that. But like then it that's one of those smokes that's like, oh, we know immediately that that's a possibility. So cool. I like to I like to try to like barely miss my smoke, quote unquote. So that it looks like, oh, I just fucked it up slightly, mm. but I can try to sneak around to wine if they don't catch me. I think like, that's a more effective strategy. Um, also, yes, they have to peek through the smoke into a smaller space in that instance, but they that means that there are less angles you can also be holding in which you're holding that smoke. In which you're holding the smoke, sure. Like, I, I definitely see what you're coming from. But so like, they have to clear less while pushing through it. Right. I It's just, I saw... Like, I, I saw a Radiant game on YouTube where, like, that was just Brim's default A-Main smoke. Yeah. Uh, whenever they started pushing A-Main. And, it like, it's not every round that somebody plays around that smoke and tries to tries to peek into A-Main more aggressively using it. But I saw that smoke get a lot of value that you couldn't otherwise get. And I feel like you're not wrong in terms of limiting angles that you could be holding when they push through that smoke, but I think they're in enough of a disadvantage pushing through that smoke without a flash anyway that there's enough angles you could be holding that they're still just rolling the dial whether they guess correctly if they're going to push through dry. And if they're going to push through, they're going to push through with a flash, in which case you need to dodge the flash anyway. So you're not hard holding the smoke regardless. And if right. you're holding a complementary angle, one that doesn't see them directly pushing through the smoke, but you would see them if they were to enter site proper, you might not get flashed by like, you know, the classic KO right click that that you throw like if you right click as KO from the middle of the smoke, it perfectly pop flashes out the edge. Um yeah, but they would just stand close to the edge of the smoke. Maybe they would. Maybe they would. 
or like a Phoenix flash, right? Like you're just trying to flash out of the smoke. Right. And you want so, to make... So yeah, like a Phoenix flash makes more sense because I don't think yeah. it, it might not be able to even span it might not be able distance. to reach. So yeah. if you're standing by like switch, you, right. you might not be flashed. Right. All I'm saying is you can still hold one of those complementary angles. And yeah, you might not know if anybody is pushed through the literal smoke itself, but like you can still hold sight with it and it's still very effective at blocking off line of sight from anybody who is sitting a main and isn't pushing onto site with whoever's entering. That's interesting. I'll have to try that smoke out, but I am curious to whether it would give me any more value. I also really like being able to molly inside of my smoke to cut off that push. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because a lot of times you get like just a fuck ton of damage done with that molly. Um, while people are trying to like hard push in and if you're if your molly is completely covered by the smoke people get a, like confused by it a lot more easily yeah um, because it's so hazy in the brim smoke that like you know people just kind of get trapped and then there's like a hard push going on behind them so they have to like run through it um and they didn't really realize that there was a molly there before pushing into the smoke so i yeah. don't know I, i'd have to i'd have to try it out see uh how much extra value I can get out of that. It does open up the fact that you can go to wine a lot easier though, which is nice. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I just saw I just saw that smoke being used to like really good effect in that game that I watched. And like that's the only time I'd ever even seen that smoke. Because everybody just drops that standard smoke in the choke. Right. Right? That's like a bitch to push through, sure but it gives them full control of a main. And this smoke allows you to still contest a main a little bit if you want. I'd also be interested in the little, like, arc of the dome and whether or not somebody, like, from the start, like, kind of over by orb or even on top of the half wall over there. Um, I guess it's a full wall, but on top of the mm-hmm. wall over there um, could see past the smoke in the corner. Like... If you were to try to sneak into wine, yeah. If like, could do they have an angle on me still? I don't like. I think the whole I, I think the whole idea with that smoke isn't to get into wine yourself. It's no. To... I'm saying that if if someone is holding that at all, oh, yeah. Whether you like, keep do, off, do the they edge? have a do they have a sliver onto to see onto sight past the smoke? Oh no, not a chance. The angle's too tight. I can tell you from the top wall, you cannot see onto site. Okay, well then maybe from inside a long, but like a little bit closer to the smoke. Like, yeah, I'm kind of with Chase that I feel like there's some no, gap here. There is gonna no. be a gap if yeah. you're sage walled. Yes, if you're not sage walled, there's no way that choke is too long. There's there's some angle you can peek that you wouldn't be able to peek with the default smoke, based on just the fact that the brim smoke isn't gobbling no. up like the whole chunk of space it is of it curve. isn't no, a cylinder no. it's a, yeah no no, it's, no, me, no, and no, chase, no. It, me and chase are the ones who actually play brim and, and we're telling you I, there's, okay, gotta look, be something uh, here. there's something I, there yeah i i'm telling you you can you can go into a custom after this pod and test it out for yourself nope unless there's a sage wall being employed for a boost which can still be done with the classic brim smoke there there's no extra angle you get sight on because of that 
<laughs> well, I'll redirect very slightly to say that um, one th- one thing about playing a smoker on that site, uh, Ascent A, is that um, I often like to do what is normally a faux pas with smokes, which is to um, actually have the smoke come out into sight a little bit. So it's kind of like, you know, the the plane of the wall uh, that's on the defender side, you know, you put the smoke halfway along there because then that allows you to play not in the smoke, but right up against it on either side. And then, you know, if someone pushes through to you, then they're right in your face, which if you have like a shotgun or a shorty or well, that is a shotgun, <laughs> a shotgun or like a close range weapon you like, or also there's a decent chance someone goes through on the left or well goes through on the other side or straight through and is not looking to clear you right away. So like on that site, because there's just so many different angles, I feel like a lot of times you can catch people not clearing you correctly and get kills out of that and possibly then get a kill and go into the smoke. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're really creating a lot of havoc. So I, I do like to mix that in sometimes as Brim on that map. I feel like if you're properly communicating with your team, I do understand what you're saying on how that's kind of like a faux pas if you're a normal player. Yeah, normally. Yeah. Like I feel like if you're properly communicating with your team, that could work okay. It just depends on what angle your teammates holding if they're playing on site. Yeah, or I was gonna say the same thing. It requires your teammates to be clearing that other side of your smoke if you're gonna play up close to that. So it requires you to have multiple people on that site. Where typically, if you're playing that choke, the only other person, quote unquote, on site is gonna be a tree. Well, but you need to have somebody heaven or back site in this instance. I, well, I would also, say I would say no because the thing is, typically if I'm watching, if I have an eye on my smoke as brim, I'm the only one on site, and I'm smoking like the default way to smoke the site. Then, unless the other team is just trying something wacky, they're going to flash out of that smoke, and then I have to, you know, take my eyes off the smoke to dodge the flash. And by the time I repeak, people are out of the smoke and they're looking in my direction. Whereas if I do what I'm talking about. There's a good chance that, you know, in both cases, I'm assuming I dodged the flash correctly, that the person who bursts out of the smoke only has a one in three chance of looking at me immediately. Um, so even if I am, you know, not looking the correct direction the minute someone bursts out of the smoke, there's a much greater chance that I'll be able to win that gunfight. So like, yeah, you know, it's it's not something you want to do every round, but I feel like it's a really good strat for eco rounds. As, as a change of I think, pace. Yeah, I think that yeah. it could work as, as a change of pace, but there's also, like, you you could be allowing an extra person to peek you, whereas, like, someone peeks out the other side of the smoke. They don't immediately see you, but right. then you're engaged with the second person that comes out of the smoke, and in that time, they have flipped around to clear your angle. Well, yeah, but if you, but they'd also have to go around the smoke unless they just spray through it to be able to see. No, you. if they're just running out onto site, oh, they oh, flash oh, I see, in, I they're see. running in. You're you're engaged with the second person because the first person went through the other side. In that time, the first person has flipped around to clear switch, and they see you. Yeah, yeah. I mean that doing that play greatly increases the chances that you'll get a kill if they hard rush, but also there's a pretty decent chance you go one and done. Well, the, yeah, it's it's the, just that if it's a save round, you know, just getting one is nice. And the potential enough, to get yeah. more is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more thinking along the lines of like, depending on how that smoke is placed and exactly how, let's say, let's say you're the person dropping the smoke and I'm holding from sight, right? 
Yeah. Like if we don't have good communication that like this is what's going on, like you drop that smoke and say I got a marshal. Like now I can't hold the choke, right? I have to pick left or right. Oh, from tree, you're saying? No, no, not from tree. I'm playing on site. Right? Why why would you have I mean, to you, pick left or right? Because you know you pick the other side scope, that he's not my on. My scope can't hold well, you're, all you're, oh, your oh, side now, that he's right? not on. Yeah, so I would pick the site that or I'd pick the half that you're not like directly yeah, holding. But, right? but like what I'm saying like, is I feel like that's somewhat irrelevant because you're gonna have to unscope anyway for their, their flash and then you know, by the time you repeak, whether the smoke is default or in my way, you don't know where the enemies are until you look at I, I might, maybe I'm playing anti-flash. Maybe I'm waiting for the flash to come through, right? Well, right, but and either like, way, either way, okay. the point is, you're not you're, just, you're like, missing, staring Okay, you're, you're missing, you're missing a, a crucial component here, because I haven't said it yet. But if I'm playing from back gen, yeah, right, I can't see the other side of that smoke. So if you're playing by boxes on, like, yeah. the left side... Then this works. I can hold the right side of the smoke, and that'd be fine. But if I'm playing Jen and you're playing Switch side, well, yeah, that was the entire point, which you hadn't said. Like, yeah, sure, that's just that yeah, makes sense. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It requires communication. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, what you're saying before I, I feel was, like this can't be the dumb part. Yeah, I, okay. I agree with you. But there. I'm saying like I feel like this yeah. can't be something that you just impromptu impromptu decide to like go for. I feel like this has to be like proper communicated pre round, so that I'm playing a complementary angle to you instead of a congruent angle to you. Also, just keep cast. Keep in mind, we are talking about a silver through plat level ranked game save. You know, it's just yeah. it's just people trying things to get an advantage in a round you'll probably lose. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I fully agree that that would be optimal. However, um, Wait, I think expecting guys... perfect communication on who's holding what is something that we rarely get for a normal defensive situation. You just kind of pick an angle, and then someone else picks you guys another not angle. Usually get... <laughs> Two to three with a marshal on every save, or I mean, I... You, you don't get that. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Yeah, you no, you don't. That's happening a lot more of our games, asshole. <laughs> dude, I yeah. routine, like, dude, I routinely get four with a save with a marshal. No bullshit. Yeah. Did you say no notch? Oh god, <laughs> I don't know about. Oh, oh, you were just you said that just vaguely enough. Routinely, <laughs> it's hard to challenge you on the notch. But man, I said no notch. So you oh, can't you said challenge. no notch. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got confused. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're missing the whole point of this. Um, okay, moving on slightly here. Um, there's Smoke's a reddish on red. A site. No, <laughs> <laughs> you mean B site? <laughs> uh, there's seen some complaints from uh some some of the more newer players to this game who were not false okay well uh who were not around prior to split being removed from the pool and now that split is back are talking about how there's a pseudo unfair advantage towards more veteran players. Well, yeah, no shit. That's just knowing the maps. That's just yeah. anyone who knows the map. Right. And if so... If you start a game and you queue into a game with oh. people who have played the game before, then yes, there's an advantage there. I think the question here is, when they bring maps back to the pool, should they change them more than they did when they brought Split back? This is kind of a because loaded I... question. And the okay. reason it's a loaded I, I, I question think... is because Split specifically 
I think, and a lot of people think needed more changes. But as a general rule, I don't think, I think the new people are being crybabies about being at a disadvantage, just like hop in a custom and figure it out. <laughs> so I'd say no, okay. generally yes to this specific case. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I guess you're right that yes, split did need to be changed more. And I really wanted to see it like have some significant changes so that it was like kind of a full rework of the map. Yeah. Like that would have been really cool to see. I saw a couple like YouTubers who made their own renditions of split um, in like whatever that new like game software is the fucking, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like oh, literally no clue. What's yeah, like the game I. platform. That's like really fucking good at visuals and graphics game. Platform? Unreal engine. Unreal. Yeah. Like unreal five oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But like yeah. would make, would make like versions of split in that, um that have like whole new corridors and stuff like ways onto site and i'm like this is really cool like if they were to able able to take the same concept of split and the same base design but like really change how it's played i would have really enjoyed that um in which case yes it would have been more of an even playing field because everybody has to relearn all the new angles yeah um I think the other point to this is that could they have also just made a split only queue for the same amount of time that they had the Lotus only queue? I just thought that's where Cass was going before I, I adding it back into the comp. And would that just completely, um, like make it totally fine? Like you, yeah. you have any maps that you're adding in have like a swift play queue. That's only that map so that people can go in and, and play it if they've never played it before. Yeah. Now the, the lone counterpoint that I can come up to with that, which I think what you're saying is the correct way to go about it. Uh, the one counterpoint that I have is like, yeah, but they also just dropped a new map, right? Now, maybe in the future, they won't be returning a map and releasing a new map at the same time. And this will work out I think out they totally will be, fine. probably. I think it's more likely that they will be. I'm just not sure their map production could keep up with that rate. Like, once we get to more maps... I think you'll most likely see instead of us pulling two maps, we're just going to pull one, add this new map in, and then next patch, we're going to remove Haven and reintroduce. And pull three. another one. I think that's like it's removing and pulling and too many maps at the same time. But no, no. What I'm saying, like they they alternate. If like they're going to alternate between adding a new map and putting in a and putting or reintroducing an old one. Yeah, I, I feel like that's more likely than every couple of patches, hey, we're pulling two, we're adding one new one, we're introducing one old one back into the pool. I think that's less likely. Um, I think that's more likely, honestly, because they're not going to want to change the meta like that much by adding all of these maps more often than necessary. So I think that it's probably going to be like on an episode basis, right? Well, like once per episode. And at that point, yeah. you're going to pull one, you're going to pull two, and add back an old one and and the, the new map. Well, I mean, one of the big questions is, is there a point where Riot has more than seven maps in the competitive pool, or is seven, like, the hard limit? Because that would obviously affect this whole conversation. I think seven needs to be the hard limit. I don't know if it needs to be. I, I, I mean, I do understand what, they, what the whole argument is. Like, learning seven maps is fucking enough. You don't need to learn 20 maps to try to play the game for the first time I mean, well the big thing is in in pro play pro play you can't can have explore. whole different rules 
this is ranked. I, I don't think the pro play should have different rules. I think it that's can. why the fuck it, not. It, it could, but I don't think it should. I think ranked and pro play should carry the exact same rule set. Now, like, okay, hearkening back to like Black Ops 2 when they had competitive, like League Play had an entirely different rule set than like the base game. And I think that yeah. made sense because the base game was never intended to be competitive. I and mean, you say the same for melee. Okay, sure. In which case, the base game has a drastically fucking different rule set. From exactly. The That's I was just agreeing right. with that. Yeah. Well, like nobody nobody plays the fucking base game in melee. That's okay. At any rate, going back to that, there 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 were a bunch of things in that game that were just deemed inherently uncompetitive. You can't have claymores, you can't have bouncing beddies, these guns are broken, and are just way too powerful, and therefore we're just gonna ban them, because they're, they're like, there was a class of gun that was disgustingly powerful in pro play, but in the hands of your average COD player, was fine and balanced, and it was okay. But once you get to people who have good, like, really good aim and mechanics, it was broken. And so it's like, well, we're just going to nix this gun. You can't use that one. Um, oh, this uh, this um, CZ equivalent, fuck. Um, this Frenzy equivalent is disgusting as a secondary, so we're going to pull that out. Like, it's an entirely different game at that point, which is fine, but I think you need to have you need to have a game that plays on the pro meta for casual people or not pro players to play it, which is... Are you saying, like, map pool is, like, a slippery slope into changing other rules? Because I'm not... No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that whatever the pros... Whatever the pros are playing on should be what ranked is. And if you want to have every map in the game in unrated, that's fine. Right? If you want to have different rules for unrated and competitive, I'm totally fine with that. But I think whatever the ranked queue is should operate on the exact same rules as the pro play is. Well, just add more That's maps. That's what it's done so far, queue. right? No, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, whatever ranked queue is should be the exact meta that pros are playing on. I don't understand why ma- like maps are different than changing the guns. Right, like, that's different than saying, oh, in, in like, pro play, you can't use a Vandal. No, right? but like, it's That's like... a much bigger change. But, like, you want, obviously yeah. you want, like, the people playing the game to have the same experience as pros because that influences them to want to watch the pro games. Well, it also right? influences if you're not, if you're not a Tier 1 pro. If you want, if, like, you're a 14-year-old, right? Yeah, but you can scream right on whatever the fuck you want. But, like, anyone who's, like, yeah. a, a Tier 2, 3 pro, if they're, like, trying to make it pro, they're, like, on a team scrimming. But, like, they play ranked for fucking fun. They're not, like... I mean, people do grind the ranked ladder, but it's a separate thing than trying to go pro. That's completely well, it, different it, already. I feel like ranked should always be the exact same as what pro play is being played on. You should never have more maps in ranked than are currently in the pro queue. And I don't think you can have more than seven maps in the pro queue. I don't understand why you couldn't. Like, you you haven't given me a good enough example or a good enough reason for why well, ranked I mean, shouldn't have more than than the pros are able to play on in their competitive matches. 
Yeah, I mean, seven is an even number for pro play, right? Because you get the two bands from each team and then you play. Yeah, no, it's it's like team. the perfect number for pro play. Right, yeah. right. But that being said, I don't have a problem with there being more maps in pro play to the point where, or, or and or ranked because, you know, you could still have your, you, there's just more options after the bands. Um, I, I did a little looking up because I, this was the first thing that came to mind when it came to maps. And I don't know about the pro scene, but in Rainbow Six Siege, which has a pro scene, even though it's much smaller than Val's, uh, in competitive, they have 20 different maps. And that's noteworthy because in Siege, map knowledge is more important than in Val, and also much, much more difficult. Because there's a lot more complexity to the maps in Siege than in Val, and you can like lean and prone and stuff. So like finding certain angles in Siege is vastly more important than in Val. So basically... I, I'm using it as a bit of a counterpoint to say that if it works for Siege with much, much more knowledge required and a lot more to study on each map, and there are 20 of them in ranked, then, and Siege is by no means a dead game, I, I think I think that it's possible that Val could pull it off as well. Yeah, because I guess the counter argument would be then like, oh, it's way too much for pro teams to like have to focus on and learn. But then your your point to that is it's not because they do way worse in Siege. Well, I was more speaking to the ranked uh, side of things because the in the pro scene, I'm not they rotate sure. Which, well, in the pro scene, they rotate which maps are currently in the pool and which maps are out of the pool. It's in like Siege? the pro, yeah, the pro scene in Siege runs very similar to CS, in which like, and okay, this is something that Val has in CS because they allow custom servers, which Riot does not, and I understand from Riot's perspective, why they don't want to do that, and that's a whole different can of worms. But the the idea here is, like, you can choose which maps you're queuing for in in CS. I don't know if it's the same for ranked in, um, uh, in Rainbow Six, but at least as far as, like, FPL goes, which I'm assuming neither of you guys really know what that is, but it's basically, like, it's kind of a similar system to what Tarek is trying to do with his 10-mans right now, where yeah. you buy into a separate league, being FPL or uh, Face It, or there's a third one, which I'm not currently... Or like League, league Champions League or whatever. Uh, Champions League, or in-league Champions Q is very different. Basically, FPL is where people pay to play the game, it's like, call it a $50 buy-in fee, right? And you're playing against other people who are actively interested in competing to get a certain rank in that. And the whole idea is they're very strict on, like, it's a lot harder to get away with cheating uh, if you're throwing or anything that, like, Riot might or might not ban you for. In FPL, you're fucking getting banned for that shit. Like, if you're being toxic, you're out of there. Uh, and that's $50 down the drain. Like, it's not like you can just make a new account and just, like, keep playing again. Um, they're, like, very strict on smurfing. Like, they they have, like, a whole... It, it's basically just, like, a moderated ranked. Right. Which, for people who are actually interested in competing and playing against other people and getting better, it, if that's, to you, is worth whatever the buy-in fee is, like you're getting a much higher quality gameplay experience out of that, which is kind of the whole point of it. But 
at least in just from like a general ranked experience from CS, when you just hit the generic queue, you're only playing on the maps that are allowed in the competitive pool. But if you decide you want to queue for other maps, like say quite literally every map that isn't in the competitive queue, that's a whole separate queue that you're that you're able to queue for. And now I don't know if Valorant wants to do that and segment their player base, but like you could have that. You could have ranked queue, which is the competitive maps that the pros are currently playing on. And then you could have like a separate queue, which is all of the maps that are not currently in competitive. Yeah, I think this requires Valorant to come out with something that like they haven't yet, which is multiple ranked modes. Um, because the thing with, with playing ranked is that you lose and gain RR. That's the fun part of playing the game, in my opinion. Is like, yeah. It has like some little stakes on the line. You're trying to improve your rank. So putting all of the maps in unrated doesn't do anything for me. But if I were to be able to, you know, play split ranked or bind ranked, whatever, even though it's not in the, like the normal comp queue, but I could be like, oh, see, I'm diamond on bind. Right, like, like that's another yep. thing, right? That that people m would be more incentivized to play because there's a rank. And, but and like, that's thought, a lot, yeah. and it would also segment the base, I think, Yeah, I, much, I think but... the problem is it segments the base too much. Now, yeah, I think the only right. way... I think the only way you could do it is have the seven maps that are currently being played in the competitive queue, and then you could have a separate ranked queue as, like, a general ranked queue which just maybe had every map, maybe had the maps that aren't currently in the pro play meta, or had, like, you know, community voted on, hey, these are the seven maps that will be in this queue for the next act. Vote on which map you want to be in there. So, Cass, are you saying that the rank your rank would be the same between the two maps, or that you'd have a separate No, rank? no, I'm saying you'd have a separate rank based yeah, on the Yeah, I, I really play. don't think that that makes a lot of sense, because one of the things that I think Riot has had as a priority, which I think is a good one, is they don't want to break up the player base too much, like we've been saying, because that means the less the player base is broken up, the faster your queue times are. So, yeah. I, I, I just don't think that would be good for the game overall, to do that. Maybe, I like, I don't know how much it would segment the player base, and like... I don't know what the average concurrent or concurrent players are, but like in general, I'm not I'm not a radiant player. I don't have to sit around for fucking fifty minutes to get into a match, which like I know was a big thing back when like right. the five stack changes were first released and whatnot. Um, I don't mind sitting around for like four or five minutes while I'm waiting for a queue. I would really appreciate it if you could be in the range while you're in queue. No, oh, that would be huge, yeah. That'd be fucking huge. But yeah. I don't I don't have it like so long as queue times don't hit double digits, like minutes wise, like I think that's okay. And I'd rather get a more competitive game because of that. Like I'd rather spend an extra five minutes sitting at my desk doing dick all and get a good game instead of just getting put into a game where one team gets stopped, regardless of what side it's in. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of bringing in some other issues as well, which is that to what extent does Riot see how much time you've been in queue and then lower its standards for what makes a good match for you? Because I'm sure they do that. I'm sure that the more you're in queue, if it can't find a good match, it's like, well, we're going to broaden our standards a little bit. 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think so that also is worth considering for this because it it would be guaranteed. I don't see a scenario in which this alternate map queue, alternate ranked map queue wouldn't have a small percentage of the main ranked queue. And, you know, in that scenario, like maybe your queue times aren't long, but you just have the worst lobbies because Mm. that's how Riot balances it. Like either, either way, I just feel like, um, you know, even even if at you know peak times at seven p.m. or like I, I guess probably peak time would probably be around like ten p.m. Eastern because then that's seven p.m. Western, so you have everyone online. Like maybe then it wouldn't be an issue, but then if you're playing during the workday, it, it could be a problem. I I just don't think the benefit is worth the the cost for doing that. Yeah, I mean, I still don't necessarily agree with Cass with the. Pro, the maps that you play in rank have to be what the pros play on. Yeah, I also agree. Like, with you, I, I, I feel like you're taking rule. a hard line here for literally no reason, but like, I think we've kind of played it out at this point and I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying in all the other respects of like, yeah, like other segmented cues don't necessarily work and stuff like that. But I don't think that it has to be the exact same thing for the general player base as what the pros are on. Yeah, and I wanted to loop all the way back around to the beginning. You know, the uh, the people who said what Cass initially opened this up with, that, oh, I'm a new player and I have to learn a new map that other people already know. They, they uh, all sound exactly like that little imitation I just did. Like, that is the whiniest, stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, you, you know, when you start the game of Valorant, you're already behind people who have already played and you have to catch up. So the fact that now that you have caught up presumably and there's just one more map for you to learn and like you know you can know it's coming and practice it in a custom as well it's not like valorant drops this as a surprise and then all of a sudden it's in the competitive queue like we knew split was coming back like a week in advance at least um you know you could get in a custom game and try it out a whole bunch like that's extremely dumb like you know obviously people who've played the game for longer are going to have a benefit and you as a new player just have to learn new stuff. Like, that's how it goes. Tough shit. Yeah, but like, get over yeah, like it. every map yeah. was new when you started. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, it, yeah. If you start today, literally every map is new to you. Mm-hmm. But they should still have the fucking unrated option. I still think that, yes, like, or the, the Swift easy play way option. to appease that is, is like, do the Swift play queue for the new map and the map that's coming back. Yeah. They, they should two, have... There are two separate ones. You have a Lotus only queue. You have a split oh, no, no. only queue. I, I don't think that. the split only queue gets any use. I, no, I don't no, think no, any no. of the existing players give a shit about playing on split. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, I'm going to hit it again screw, when it gets to the Screw having it be separate. Any new slash returning maps are in the Swift play queue. No, that is a worse idea. That is a worse idea by far because then split would have gotten dodged every time. No one wants to play split when they're excited to try Lotus. You know what? You don't get to dodge. Fuck you. You're locked in. <laughs> you don't play four. Guess what? Your team's playing four v five, and you get banned for a week. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, and then and then you're excited to try the new map, and you get split five times in a row. You're not gonna get split five times in a row. There's already a system to stop that from happening. It, it's less and less likely, but it's still possible. You get split five times in a row. It's just incredibly unlikely. It's you could get it three times in a and row. Also, it's a fucking swift play. It yeah, but I want to play the new map. Fucking life. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fuck like, you. He, yes, you what, what, you're saying is, what you're saying is we should appease the weenie little crybabies who can't stand the idea <laughs> of having to learn a new map over the dedicated players who are excited to play the newest map. No, the no, no, no. That's no, what you're no, saying no, right Go now. fuck yourself. Right, are you telling me you don't need any reps on split before that came back into the queue? I can go yeah, in a custom like and run one. around. I, yeah. I, I can do all kinds of stuff to get used to split. I don't, no, I don't no, want to no, do it no, instead no, of no, playing no, the new no, map. No. Go, go, go fuck yourself. It's a swift play. It's five fucking minutes. You can play the goddamn map. And then I don't want to do that over the new one. Two play Lotus. I, I get that. Yeah. I think there should be two separate ones, but also you're kind of right that the split only queue is going to get zero. Each. Yeah. My opinion is the, is the current system is perfectly fine. Grow some balls and hop in a custom if you're a new player and you want to learn the map. Uh, like, oh, really? uh, you, there's a bit of a compromise here. The compromise... What's the opposite of pandering to your audience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the compromise that I can think of is just that, you know, in this scenario, there's a new map for a week or two weeks. There's the new map only queue, whether it's unrated or swift play. And then the returning map is not in the ranked queue for that week slash week and a half. So if you're an average ranked player, you can hop in a custom and check it out at slash play it in unrated. If it comes up, if you're a pro player, you can scrim on that map with, uh, with 10 mans and stuff before it's in the competitive queue. And then everyone has that additional time to put in the work if they want to, to get okay. back into it. What if, yeah. All right. The new map and the returning map come out in a swift play queue, but the percentages are weighted to the new map. Call it 75-25. The, the biggest issue with that is that that is just like spitting... That is basically just saying the dedicated players who have been playing this game for a while matter less to us than, you know, new players who can't be bothered to like do some... They changed the map! They changed the map, literally. Yeah, like, was not at all, enough? in the case of Split. Was it not enough? Yes, I agree. Yeah. But they changed the map. <laughs> only a small amount. But there are new angles. Fucking go grind what? out those Explain new angles. Explain the new angles. Figure there are no significant are. new angles on Split. A-Main is very different. I can't stupidly aggro op that angle anymore on Split. Okay, well, I don't, I don't op, so I wouldn't need to practice. You used that. to be able to take a dumb, <laughs> stupid op angle right off barrier drop, and it was damn good. Yeah. Now I can't. There's three different mm. angles that I could get fucking peaked from. It's a new angle. Okay, Let that's one new that angle. Let me test that shit out. Yeah, then hop in a custom game with your buddies. <laughs> we do this all the time, I guys. I get it. You're I assuming think, I yeah. have friends. <laughs> you do have friends. They're right here. I'm with Cash on this one. <laughs> Uh, I need to be quiet. I'm going to wake up people. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> All right. Wait, I thought you lived in your own place now. Yeah, I'm in an apartment, dude. I'm not in my own house. Like this. Oh, dude, me. go knock on your fucking your neighbor's, neighbor's wall, dude. Yeah, dude, tell your yeah. neighbors to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I mean, and to be hop, fair, it's, and hop in a split it, only. it feels go, later I, than I it is because it's an earlier podcast. So it's probably not that hmm. big of a deal to be making noise I, before I midnight on a... Yeah, uh, I don't know how attractive your neighbors are. Maybe, yeah, maybe jump off the pod and go go literally fuck one. I don't know. You're just trying to get. You're just trying to get do. these facts away from the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just be like, yeah, he's like oh. "Hey, how old are your neighbors? Do I need to come visit?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just want to so be like, like, "Oh, we need to just I... like give new players aimbot and allow them to like pick all their agents before the older players because fuck the players who care about the game for a while." That's that's, that's who you want me to be gone so you can preach this new player propaganda. I feel like a new player recently. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
Yeah. Also, I'm exhausted and I need to cook dinner still. So I'm mm. going gonna, gonna to go do that. I feel don't have a problem with it. Go for it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Hunter, should we just kick Trace off and finish this up? Or like, like what, what do you think? <laughs> Chase can go fuck my neighbors. There we go. We should, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa, Chase whoa, is going to go, Chase is gonna go knock on your neighbor's wall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fly over real quick. Yeah. yeah. The quick little thousand down the drain. <laughs> Okay, well, with that flight, um, we'll drink with you later. <laughs>